0: Welcome to the Life Church Sermon Podcast. We're a church based in North Dallas with a desire to help people love God, love people, and make a difference. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. You know, He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, He's God Almighty, He is Jesus Christ come in the flesh. And I know Him on a first name basis. You know, if I were to be introduced to some world-renowned figure, I would never call them by their first name. But when Jesus introduced himself to Paul on the Damascus Road, he said, I'm Jesus. First name basis. What a wonderful, wonderful God we have. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him. He is worthy of praise. praise makes you feel better and I feel mighty good and I've already told the pastor I may be back next Sunday I like this church I like the way I feel here I like the way you react here I like the way you praise God here and I like your pastor and his wife so I may be back next Sunday Thank you so much. Thank you, wonderful leaders. And you may be seated. I really am extremely happy to be here. I've admired your leadership, your pastor and his wife for a long time. He's always done well wherever he was. And when I knew he was coming here, I knew it was going to be well. The Gidroses were great friends of ours. They started something here that's mighty good. And now you have the man's here, and it's just so wonderful. I'm kind of half kin to her. Um, we, I've got relatives. She's got relatives. That the relatives are kin, and so we kind of came claim kin. But she is wonderful, isn't she? You're blessed because you'll never go higher than your leadership. And God has smiled on this church and given you some wonderful, wonderful. Leadership, and I am more than happy to be here. Uh, Sister Bridget already has mentioned there are some books in the foyer if you're interested. I have uh, the last book my husband wrote is on special today. So if you want to pick it up, it's a, it will be a keepsake one of these days. So help yourself. If, if you want to do some reading, it'll help you. It won't hurt you. It'll help you. It'll help you. So thank you so much. And today is a special day. It's Mother's Day. But it's not just Mother's Day. I think it's Woman's Day. you got to be a woman to be a mother. But you don't have to be a mother to be a mother. Because I know a lot of women that have never born a child, but they have that mothering spirit. It's what put, God put in them. And, and they just can do it. Don't ever, ever withhold a kind word a showing of love, a pat on the back to anybody, a kind encouragement. That's part of mothering. And just exercise it every chance you get. Being Mother's Day, I'm not really a jokester and I don't tell jokes well, but I just couldn't resist this one. It's an old one. God made everything. Creation is recorded in our Bible. And after he made the stars, he said, the Bible says, and God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. After he made everything, and God saw that it was good. He made man and looked at him and said, I can beat that. <laughs> he made a woman. Y'all forgive me. I just couldn't resist that. I didn't try real hard. But I will say that the Bible says so many times and God saw that it was good. But after woman was created, the Bible said he said it was very good. Check your Bibles, it's there. God made everything with purpose. God made everything with purpose. And that purpose is very well stated in Scripture. I'm a gardener. Uh, I love to dig in the dirt. And when I run across a big old earthworm, I'm very kind to him, and I just move him over. Now, if I had a fishing pole, I might not be so kind. (laughs) But I read one time that God made earthworms for a purpose, that if it weren't for the earthworms and the other little critters, that come in and out of the dirt and soil that the earth would be so hard and crusted that we would have trouble even raising our crops because it's those little creatures that aerate the ground and let the rain run in and keep it from getting so hard so god made everything for a purpose and that also means he made woman for a purpose he created us with a purpose Now the high mark for womanhood is recorded in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. And if they can get it up for you, I want you to see it. When the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. That was the high point of everything for womanhood. The very fact that the incarnate Word was sent through the body of a woman to enter into this world. It also put enmity, the scripture says, between the serpent or Satan and womanhood. And I think woman has been under attack ever since to try to get them to veer from the purposes of God. It was a wonderful thing that God chose to use woman. From the very beginning, Woman was needed to complete God's plan. You know, through the ages, through all of Bible history, God has always used woman in a very special way. We're not just the second born, but we have a purpose. And the purpose is very clearly stated in the stories that God gives us in the Bible. Now, you know, a lot of people read the Bible and when they get through, they don't even know what they thought read. Read. You know they're just checking it off That they read the Bible Well I'm a little different to that I like to look at it And think of the background What was God Why did he give us this story What's it all about And the story of Esther is a wonderful story In the Bible You've know, you got to understand that Esther We mostly know her as the queen That saved the Jewish people from destruction But you got to understand That there was a whole lot behind that she, her life had been shattered. Her mother and father had been killed. An uncle took her in to raise. They ended up in a foreign country that didn't even like the Jewish people, had tried to annihilate them in war. And then a sudden turn of events and Esther finds herself the queen of that country. God works in some most mysterious ways. Don't ever judge anything before it's finished. You ain't there yet. And life can be tough and scary, but just wait. Because God has promised he will bring all things together. And eventually, if you stay true to him, you're going to come out a winner. Well, Esther finds herself as queen in the palace of a heathen king. And everything is not good even then. Because there's a man that rises up in the kingdom that hates the Jewish people and he makes a plan to destroy them. And now we're beginning to see how God works all things together. He needed somebody to rescue his people, somebody to save. Now he can have sent angels, but that's not God's way of doing things. So who does he find? Does he find a general to lead an army? Does he put together an army? Nope, He finds a woman, a woman who was willing to listen to that little voice that she wasn't even sure of, but to try to do what she could. So how does this battle being fought between the man that wants to destroy the Jewish people and the Jewish queen? How does that play out? Well, in her womanly ways, she arranges a wonderful dinner, beautifully served and invites her enemy along with the king. Now, a man would never have thought of doing that. And if he had of, it would have been bologna sandwiches. But God has a purpose in womanhood. And the things that God brings to your mind often our thoughts from God to see if you will follow his direction and you will find out where it will finally lead you to. It always leads you to a better place. So by a woman's wiles and her beauty and all of her understanding of the niceties of life, she saves the entire Jewish people. God has always had purpose for women. You know, God also has had other needs. He needed a prophet one time. God knows the end from the beginning. You know, we wait till we get there, and then we're shocked. But God already knew. And his people were backsliding, and they were not doing what they were supposed to do. And he needed somebody to bring them back in course. He needed a prophet. Well, God don't create a prophet and drop him down. A prophet is made from a boy that grows up. So what does God do? He sees the heart of a woman named Hannah who was childless. And back in those days, men had more than one wife and I'm glad I didn't live then. (laughs) I like a lot of things God did, but I don't want that. (laughs) But the other wife had a lot of children and Hannah had none. I mention that to you because all, don't judge hard times harshly because you don't know what God's doing. And some at times it takes the hard time to bring us to the point where God to do the good time. And it was the heartbreak of Hannah that made her seek God desperately with tears for him to give her a son. And that's the earthly story. But God had a bigger story. And that son grows up to become the prophet Samuel. But it all started with a womanly desire. God has purpose for women. And another woman that I really admire, and she is mystical to me, named Jochebed. Jochebed was the mother of Moses. Without Jochebed, we wouldn't have a Moses. Moses. Without Moses, the Jewish people would have almost nothing. Without Moses, we wouldn't have the first five books of the Bible. But it all goes back to Jochebed and how she understood what to do. You know, never in history before or since has there been a story about a mother taking a little baby, building a boat. I mean, women don't build boats. I don't even like them because I'm scared of water. But she built one. And not only built a boat, she put a baby in it and pushed it out in the Nile River. I have seen the Nile River. You know what's there? Not alligators, it's crocodiles. And they're mean. Where in the world did Jochebed get this idea to save her boy? You see, when that baby was born, it had already, there had already been an edict by the Pharaoh that all baby boys born to the Jewish people were to be killed. It must have been a mixed feeling when she held that baby first in her arms and realized it's a boy. I, I wonder, where would she get this? How, how did it happen? Was she asleep one night and waked in her middle of the night and had this idea Was she working one day? Was she taking care of the baby? And suddenly she thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll build a little boat and I'll put my kid in it and I'll put him out in the Nile River. What a thing to think about. But God has purpose. And God could speak to a woman named Jochebed. I don't know where the thought came from, but she followed through. How brave of her to trust what she felt in her spirit. And she did it, pushed him out in the Nile. And you know the story if you're a Bible reader at all. The Pharaoh's daughter comes down to bathe in the water of the Nile River and sees his little boat, asks for it to be brought to her and there is a Jewish baby boy. And she realizes that some mother is trying to save that baby. So she takes it and she says, He'll be my, you know, the mysteries of God just, they amaze me. Why did she never have children before? I don't know. God knew that she would find Moses and raise him. You see, God works all the way around things and we don't even know what's happening. But if you'll trust him, he's God and he'll bring it to pass. And then there's another little female there His sister is hiding in the bulrushes and she rushes out realizing that this woman can't take care of a baby. And she says, oh, I know a nurse. I know a nurse that can take care. Runs home and fetches the mother of the baby. And she takes Moses back to her house without fear of him being killed by Pharaoh. And she, she takes care of him. She nurses him. That was a period of a few years till he was big enough to go back to the palace. And she instilled something in that little boy that he never got away from. And then the story gets bad again because she has to take him back to the palace and give her son to a heathen king's daughter to be raised in heathenism. Don't ever think God's not big enough to do anything that's needed. He may have been raised in the household of a heathen king, but he never forgot who he was. But there's purpose in God's doings. I'm just telling you that he has purpose. He made a purpose for you. You're made like you are to serve him in some special way. And he's able to work everything out for you to, to, to complete and accomplish the purpose of God in your life. Moses needed An education. He wasn't going to get it in a slave house. His mother and dad were slaves. There's no education there. Why did he need an education? Because God had ordained that he would write the first five books of the Bible and gave him the education to be able to do so. Isn't that amazing? God just, he's always up to something. And not only that, Moses messes up a bit, loses his temper and kills an Egyptian. You'd think, okay, God's through with you. Thank God he's a forgiving God. Thank God he's merciful. Thank God he's a God of second chances. And he can take what is even bad and use it for good. So Moses has to run for his life. And the prince of Egypt ends up on the backside of a desert working for an old shepherd, taking care of sheep. But God doesn't lose his route just because you rerouted. He knows where you are. God has purpose. Follow him. Because 40 years, Moses walked over that ever trail in that wilderness, preparing him to lead several million people when they came out of Egypt through the very same wilderness. ain't God something? Oh, I am so glad I know him. I'm so glad I can trust him. And he brings all things to pass. But it all started with Jochebed. Because she could hear the unspoken word and directions of God and followed it in blind faith. And God worked all things together. God has purpose. God has purpose in woman. God has purpose in how he made us. Our intuitions. Our little feelings of knowing what to do. When nobody else knows what to do. And you can't even give a reason for it. You just know that's what you're supposed to do. So that's what I learned from Jockey Bed. And then there were two other women. Not nearly as big a profile as... Some of the women in the Bible, Lois and Eunice, about all that's said of them is there were a mother and a grandmother. And the mother was married to a Gentile who meant he was not a Jewish supporter of their faith. But she had a little boy. She named him Timothy. I don't know what happened. We have almost nothing said about the home or anything else. But what we do have is a young man emerging as of the evangelist of the first church. An assistant to the Apostle Paul came from just somebody that was called a mother and a grandmother. But they trained that boy and taught him the ways of God. And look what happened. And Paul writes two letters to him that get included in our Bible today. First and second Timothy. God has purpose. He has purpose for women. He has purpose for the things you think about. The things, and sometimes, in fact, most of the things that I've mentioned are very insignificant things. But it was, a, it was a, a little word from God that hit a heart that was open. And look what God does with it. God always has purpose. Then there's another woman. Do y'all mind stories? I love stories. She was a Samaritan woman is what we call her. I don't know what you would really call her because she was not a pure woman. She was a second rate woman if there is a way to say it. She is a woman that you would have looked at and thought God can never use her. But don't, get, don't put it past God what he can do. He is God you know. And I've often wondered how how, did, how it worked in Jesus' mind. He's walking along on a little trip with his twelve disciples, and all of a sudden he announces, "I must go to Samaria." Jewish people didn't go to Samaria; they went the other way around. But he said, "I must go," because he saw a woman that was going to show up at a well. So he's found himself sitting at the well, and here comes the woman. The disciples have gone into town to get something to eat. And that woman hears for the first time that there's hope for somebody like she. Doesn't matter how far deep you've gone, how far away you've gone, Jesus has time to sit and talk with you. Isn't that beautiful? So what's the, what, what is the significance of this Samaritan woman? She was a woman of bad repute, but she changed and had one of the great, caused, one of the greatest revivals ever recorded in the Bible. The whole village came out and heard the word from Jesus on the testimony of one disreputable woman. And I heard my husband say one time. She brought the whole city to Christ and the disciples just came back with a happy meal. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm, I'm really sorry. But she did a great job and I'm gonna give her credit. And then there's another woman that I, I admire greatly. We call her the woman with the issue of blood. She had been sick for 12 years. A woman that was suffering that way after 12 years was an extremely weak woman. But she said, if I can just touch him, I know I will have what I need. And her absolute determination overcame 12 years of weakness. A woman is hard to stop. If they have their head set watch out, by hook or crook. And you better be glad because they've saved a many one of us for, for what the things they do. But when God speaks to a woman, he is able to bring to fruition what he puts in her heart. And then there's another one. Do you mind me telling these stories? I love stories. I get to put myself in that story. There was a great miracle at the hands of the apostle Peter when he raised Dorcas from the dead. Now, what I want to mention to you is that before Peter gets there, there's a crowd around dead Dorcas. You know why? Because she had touched almost everybody in her community with her good deeds. I wonder how many will come rushing to your death because you did good deeds to them. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. And the old saying, start where you are and use what you have. There's a many a woman that has the ability to touch a neighbor with a cup of soup, a slice of cake, just to show kindness. It's not how big the deed is, It's the love that makes it so real that makes the difference. Dorcas raised from the dead was a miracle that happened in front of a lot of people. But it happened because of the miracle, not the miracle, but the ministry that she had done in her neighborhood. Women are something else. God has purpose for women. And then... Did you know a woman was the first one to announce that Jesus rose from the dead? It wasn't Peter, it wasn't John, it wasn't any of the apostles. It was a woman. I don't know why God chose that, but I sure am glad he did. makes me feel good. I may as well admit it. I do. But these women were the first ones to go to the tomb. I read it again last night. It was dark. They knew there were soldiers there, but neither the darkness nor the soldiers kept them from going to the tomb because they loved Jesus Christ. And the scripture says they went there to anoint his body. And it says, and they saw how the body was laid. Now, understand me when I tell you this. This right here in front of me, this is the body of Christ. Women have the ability to see how it is laid and to anoint it and bring it back to life. Because all you have to do is look around and there's someone that's hurting in the body and you have the ability to touch them. And women have the special ability to walk past and feel a discouraged heart, to notice the eyes of a single mother listening with tears as she looks at her children to know there's something that she could do to make a difference be aware of how the body is laid around you women and minister to it with the balm of love and the tender hands that care it's amazing what god can do through those things and so i leave you with my message today Start where you are and use what you got. There was a woman whose boys were in bad trouble. She was about to lose them. And the prophet said, what you have in your house? She said, I've only got a little oil. He told her what to do to start sharing, pouring. She had a miracle in her house. Women, you are made for a purpose. God put certain feelings in you, certain Qualities in you that let you know what you can do and could do. But sometimes the world has so degraded women they feel like what they can do is nothing. Start where you are and use what you have and it will be amazing to you what God will do through a dedicated woman. There are women sitting here That if you acted on your kindness and the feelings you have about your neighbors and whatever it is from a cup of soup to a piece of cake and went to them just in love, not to preach, just to love, this church will not be able to hold the people that are dying for that kind of care. Get after it. Go do it. See how the body is laid. And I close with this, and it's a very meaningful thing to me. The names of God are very interesting. I mean, God is so big, one name is not enough. He is so complete, one name cannot even begin to tell what he is. So we have what we know as the compound names of God. Jehovah, the name of God, connected to another word that has meaning, Jehovah Jireh is one of those words, and it means the God who will provide. And then there's another one called Jehovah Rapha, means the God who will heal. And then there's one called Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. But there's another one that I really like. Genesis 17 and 1, Abraham talking, he refers to God as God the almighty God. And that compound name is El Shaddai. El means God. Shaddai means breasted. It's the feminine side of God. God is everything. And God is the strong breasted one. He is not only your heavenly father. He is the mother that will quiet you as a mother holds a babe in her arms. He's tender, he's powerful, but he's also tender and he is El- Shaddai. We have other instances of that in the scripture. as a hen, not a rooster. a rooster don't do that. as a hen would gather her brood, so is my God to me. when the storms are raging and the wind is blowing and I'm frightened to death. I can huddle under his love and feel safe and protected. As a mother bear who will fight to the bloody end to save her cubs, so is he, my God. This is scripture. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, God puts himself in the form of of the feminine enough to let us understand his tenderness, his love, and his caring. The womanly attributes used of God tell me that I as a woman am made in a way that I can show forth the attributes of God in a very unique way. God has purpose in everything. What is your purpose? How are you serving the purpose of God? It's a very personal thing. And God equipped every one of us with the ability to serve Him in a very unique way. And so my message for you today is, what are you doing to serve Him in your own unique way? Remember this, God made you as you are. To use you as he planned. You are no accident. You are an incident on God's calendar that he is forever thinking about and planning to use. Would you stand, please? As Pastor comes to close the service today, I want you just to stop and think. What are you doing? What makes you unique? Is your thinking different to other people? Is it for a purpose? Have you ignored what God could use you as? You know, we, we talk about the woman in the, in the Bible that gave her last pence, one worth much at all, but she gave what she had. And it was so important to Jesus, he made a, an illustrated lesson out of it. Every one of us have something to give God. But you don't give it to him directly. You give it to those around you. And he counts it as given to him. If you'd close your eyes with me just for a minute, I want to pray over you and ask God to help us. Our God, I thank you because we can call you our God. You love us, you made us, you take care of us. Lord, we want to return that goodness to you and we will return it by being good to other people and show forth the goodness of Jesus Christ. I pray for each person in this congregation today that you would reveal to them ways in which they can express your Godlike love to those around them. That's what we're here for. That's what we're made for. We thank you, Lord, for all the goodness and blessings that you have given us. Let us return those in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you were inspired by today's sermon. Connect with The Life Church through our website, tlcdallas.com, and on Facebook and Instagram, at tlcDallas. Remember, together we can love God, love people, and make a difference. God bless.